3: adam freeman how are you doing my friend i'm
2: good how about you
3: (laughs) i'm doing fantastic man i'm i'm glad you uh finally got on the show i know we've been wanting to do this for a while and uh you know i'm trying to schedule as many people as i can and uh i i definitely wanted to get you on here and and uh talk about everything and anything and especially your projects thank you for having me for sure man anytime so uh, I, I guess right off the bat, um, you, you sent me a screener for Deadly Dealings, and I, I really enjoyed that movie. I really did, man. I, I, the camera work on it, I love the, the color schemes that you went with, um, the acting in it as well. Uh, one scene in particular is when everybody's in that, uh, it's like a group therapy thing hmm. So yeah. I, I really uh, everybody did a fantastic job in that, man. And uh, I, I think you you put it together very well. Um, I did want to ask, you know, after watching it, I was like, I wonder if you're you kind of pulled from somewhere like um, <clears throat> are you interested in the occult at all? Like it, it seemed like a demon possession and kind of speaking to the other side was a, a, a big part of this film.
2: It it was Um, a lot of everything, especially the group therapy, the group therapy scene is all true stories. Um, Oh, wow. And um, one of the one of them that um, Brian Dorton did, that Mm -hmm. was uh, something that happened to him. The rest of them were what happened to me. Uh, Everything is straight from my journals, uh, personal writings and dream journals as well.
3: Wow yeah because the stories they were sharing i'm like i wonder if he like if he knew someone that went through something like that or if it's a story that he had like they, they seem genuine that's what i'm saying it doesn't seem like yeah. something that someone just made up out of the air uh <laughs> when they did so that scene in particular i thought was very well done that well, that was very you. well done
2: thank you that was actually the one of the scenes that i was kind of worried about uh, we actually cut 35 minutes out of that scene
3: oh wow okay <laughs> so yeah, there was we, more to it <laughs> there was a lot
2: more to it but we wanted to get extra you know to be able uh to have extra for editing so yeah. we just went with it and shot a ton of it and um, we chose the best side of it so
3: no very 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 well done like i said and uh, i guess that I, I looked into it and you know imdb sometimes sucks <laughs> but this is your it, it now this is your second uh writing directing uh feature correct this is
2: actually my first one um i, have I saw
3: some about halloween. halloween yeah Halloween. Yeah. i'm sorry yeah that
2: was supposed to be uh deadly dealings the first film but um, oh okay i ch- had about six five to six different scripts and i chose this script to go with oh okay so, I just need to take the other one down.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like Halloween night. Wow. Okay. So, um, no. I'm, for your first uh, feature, I thought you did very well. Then I, um, I, I don't know if in the future, and I, I hope you do. If you have another idea for the future, you know, with with film and and all that other good stuff, I think you're uh, you got a knack for it, my friend. I think you know it would be a treat to see what else you can come up with.
2: Thank you so much. I'm constantly writing. Um, just already this year, I've already pulled out four different scripts, and I've mm. already finished them. Um, my dream would to be would to just quit my job and be able to make movies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's everybody's dream. Um, but um, I wanted to create something uh, for my first feature, where I could show everybody what I was, you know, made of. I wanted to prove to everyone what I can do. So I think I nailed that with this project because I did just about anything and everything I could do possible because we only had one person in pre production. That was me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I sewed costumes um, while I was working my other job, um, did scheduling, uh, writing. Man. Um, decorated the sets uh chose the scheme chose people's outfits and jewelry um and we built we hand built sets as well for this so wow
3: so you were doing everything <laughs> pretty much yeah 100
2: hours a week, yeah, <laughs> hours a week. <laughs> uh,
3: uh i'm gonna go to the chat because i i don't like to ignore people here uh morgan wellborn how's it going my friend he said i made it yes sir you did uh amy crabtree the wonderful amy crabtree howdy guys uh, howdy <laughs> howdy from texas down here uh well, actually in deadly dealings as well <laughs> yeah she, yeah she's uh she's she's doing awesome work and promoting and getting involved in films too so i thought that was really cool really is. uh father mahoney yo yo Aaron and adam what's up father amy crabtree yay deadly dealings is absolute best Oh, Carrie Yates, PJ party in the morning house. Yes. Top of the morning to you over there in the UK. (laughs) Don't hate me for my horrible British accent. (laughs) (laughs) And my brother, hello. And then he asked if it's Pee Wee on my desk. Yes, it is. Pee Wee Herman on my desk right there. So, (laughs) all right. (laughs) I am a child. All right. So anyway, <laughs> but uh, there's other projects you're um, also acting in. Actually, you know what? Before we leave Deadly Dealings, I, I wanted to bring up and-, and Mike, I sent you the picture of a couple of things with Deadly Dealings. I did like the cover and then there's the the picture of uh, the uh, the demon of the film. And I thought the makeup you did or-, or whoever did the makeup on that did a fantastic job or the idea of it was just great.
2: Uh, there you Derek go, uh, Derek Wherley. Derek Wherley. I've worked with him several times, and he's amazing at what he does.
3: Yeah, I mean the makeup on it. I, I really, d- I really dug that man. I really like how y- how y'all made him look.
2: Thank you so much. Um, it was uh, his entire outfit in that scene is actually created by me.
3: <laughs> oh wow. So-
2: so it was really fun to piece together the demon, and then work with the special effects artist to kind of choose the the face and the horns and how we wanted them to look. But um, we also covered everyone in glitter. I'm sure you saw that as well.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. In that in that, that whole awesome. sequence there, yeah, yeah, no, I I did want to give you props for that, man. That was uh, I like how his makeup was done. Everything it just it, it was I really I really liked it. Thank you so much. So, um, oh, go ahead.
2: I will say the, the glitter scenes, um, we literally covered everyone in Astro glide <laughs> and then poured this <laughs> chunky glitter over them,
3: oh patted it goodness. down,
2: then took hairspray and just sprayed them with it. And they were in that forever. So I thought, sorry. Oh my God.
3: Podcast, oh yeah. <laughs> man, no, you, you know, for the love of the project, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like I was saying, I know you're in a couple of things. I'm looking forward to this film and I saw on Facebook you said you were um uh, I, I guess you were shooting for or you were reading for um um uh, your your part of uh Debbie Does Demons. I believe I have that. Yes.
2: Yes. Um uh, uh,
3: we have that graphic as well, Mike.
2: It's gonna be a fun project. Um I won't give anything away, but um just to kind of give a little bit about my backstory in it is I'm going to be an over sexual hype dude in it. So, Oh okay. <laughs> <Yeah. So, laughs> kind of interesting, but it's going to be really fun
3: to do kind of like, a, a, are you going to be kind of douchey in it? <laughs> like a, yeah. an annoying, annoying douche yeah. kind of <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no. Um, uh, well, one of our, uh, hosts on uh, the network, uh, angel, she's in there. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh Jenna Flux, flux as well. uh Jenna's not on the network, but I know of her her stuff too, so she's in there as well. And she awesome. was in Deadly Dealing.
2: <laughs> yep, she sure was. Just, just a Flux. Um, just a, I'm she, sorry, uh, sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. She was. She's such a fun person to work with. Like, if you haven't worked with her, because like she's like she shows up on set on time, knows her lines, handwrites her script, uh, comes prepared. Um, uh, I really love working with Jess. I've worked with her on a lot of different projects.
3: Yeah, I, I, I dug the name when I first saw it. I was like, oh my God, what is this? I mean, it, the name alone catches you. but um, there's a there's just so many projects coming out. Really and is. I, I, I saw another one in another host. Uh, actually, she's on uh, Rabbit and Red Live with me. And uh, Heather Heather Harlow's in uh, Curse of the Deer.
2: Oh yes, um, I didn't get to meet her. I wanted to so bad, but that was such a fun project for everyone.
3: <laughs> really, and is that a is that the trauma release? Yes, it is. It is. Mm. Yeah, Curse is. of the Weird, dear. That seems interesting. <laughs>
2: I will say that it was the most interesting set I've ever been on, um, and it really got me out of my comfort zone because I don't normally do comedy. I do more like drama and just horror. So having to pull the comedy strings out a little bit and, and play with those, that was that was interesting and new for me. So I think people are really gonna love this this film, Curse of the Weird Ear. Like I didn't know what to expect.
3: Oh like I had I think read we lost the script. You a little bit. Oh there you are. Uh,
2: I had read the script and I didn't realize, you know, how funny it was gonna be until we were actually like on set. <laughs>
4: so,
3: <laughs> Well, anything I mean, that with trauma, it's always it's it always looks like they have fun and it's a crazy time. So. Oh yes, yes, it was definitely crazy. <laughs> but so, uh, I guess what 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 else are, is coming up for you, sir? Like what what else you got going on in film wise or or anything else? Um.
2: Well, I'm waiting for Shark Exorcist two uh, to be released and Bigfoot Exorcist. Um, I. Was in a remake of Savage Vengeance. Well, I should say reboot because it's not necessarily like a remake. Um, I know the director has been working on that one um, here recently uh, to get that one out, and I'm really excited about that one. Um, The first one was a spinoff of I Spit on Your Grave. Um, Oh, wow. So this one is its own thing. It doesn't really have anything to do with ask undergrave it's just more of its its own thing um i say it's kind of like last house on the left meets texas chainsaw massacre um and then i have a new film that just came out uh called truly madly which was actually my first lead role and uh it just hit on blu-ray not too long ago and it's available on ebay um that one it took almost almost two years to make and it was, it was a really fun project as well. So,
3: and what's, what's truly man. Is that like a drama or is that, a, is that a,
2: it's, it's a, a, it's a horror film. It is. Um, okay. It's very inspired by butcher Baker, not Nightmare maker. It's about oh. a, um, mother who is sexually obsessed with her son. And, oh, wow. um, she finds out that his sexuality and, uh, he's, he's gay. And, um, she doesn't like it, doesn't want to have anything to do with it. So she starts taking people out of his life, I'll put it that way. Oh, wow. And um, <laughs> it's, it's really twisted. Um, it's shot uh, in a house style, so it has the restricted cougar at the beginning. And uh, it's, it's really grainy looking uh, purposely. They spent like hundreds of hours editing that. They didn't just want to put a filter over it. They really went in and edited it to make it grind house. Wow. So I that really must have taken
3: that. some time.
2: Oh yes. And, uh, they, they edited that, um, perfectly. I couldn't be more happier with the way that it came out.
3: I'll definitely have to check that one out. Cause I, I'm a big fan of that. Those types of films. Yeah. I just love them. I mean, I going back and, and watching some of them. And of course a lot I missed, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not that old, but you know, I, I still I still enjoy going back and and watching that type of stuff. You know, like yeah. Isla and all that. <laughs> <Hell> yeah, <laughs> love it. <laughs> all those crazy movies, and I and I, you know what? And I love sharing the stories of of those movies. It 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 really interests me on how they got all that stuff done. Like it was yeah. like guerrilla filmmaking at its best. <laughs> like it's yes. just. Yeah
2: i have a lot of respect for a lot of the older films um especially like the grindhouse ones uh, that are like that and um it's just because there's so much work that goes and in, goes into filmmaking and um i think that there's there could be like a like back then when that was happening there was probably like a little bit more going into it like you were able to have more freedom to go out and film Oh, there's yeah. a lot of restrictions today and it's harder to to do those kind of films today. So
3: And that and that kind of surprises me that I, I know there's restriction, you know. Oh, okay, we're well, gonna shoot on this street, you gotta let people know, like especially if it's a horror movie, someone's gonna be screaming over here like don't call <laughs> the cops or anything. But I I don't know. I, you would think for especially independent people, it wouldn't be You know, they wouldn't hassle you too much, but I guess so. I guess everybody wants to, you know, you have to get certain permits to do certain things. I don't know. I've never ventured into that kind of stuff. I just. It's it's really,
2: it's, I I bet, like, when you watch Deadly Dillions, there's not a lot of outside stuff. Most of it was the drone stuff. I like to keep it more on the indoor so you don't have to worry as much about that. Unless you do have permission from, like, a homeowner or a neighborhood uh where you can go out and film i've i've been in um shoots where that where they've been able to get access to that and it's it was interesting <laughs> but um we actually shot uh one of the films that i did um we got to shoot in an artistic neighborhood as a way i'm gonna put it like they had if you have like students outside with like a nude model it wasn't like um, a big deal. Uncommon. Yeah. So I had to be full frontal on a set outside for about four hours. Oh shit! So that was a little interesting, um, and it just feels feels weird. But it's like once you drop the robe, it just becomes normal. Like everybody keeps eye contact, really professional.
3: So, yeah, that's that's good. I mean, I, that I don't I don't know if I could stand outside naked for four hours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was interesting.
3: Mm. So. oh man yeah that's uh it's just interesting man no, I, the whole filmmaking thing i i just i love hearing you know the stories and background of everything you know how how that was made or how how they got you know through this part or it, it's just uh i think everybody should kind of look into that especially if they're going to be making films you know
2: yeah and i think one of the hardest projects that i've ever done where i was just really restricted because i was tied down um there was a film that i did called Fucked. it's a f-u-k-t uh-huh. um it's an anthology directed by all women of horror and um oh, wow. what we did for our segment and i i didn't really know what kind of films these were like they're like the underbelly uh, is, is what i think i've heard people call them like red films um, and this was one of those extreme horror films. Um, and I was tied to a chair for about, I want to say it was about five hours, probably four and a half to five. And, um, I was drinking iced coffee and I couldn't <laughs> get up to use the bathroom. And the girl who was tied on the floor, she was literally just turning colors because she was just sitting so cold, but we got through it and, um, it was such a great experience. It was one of the most fun experiences I've ever had. Uh, absolutely love that project, and I'm looking forward to it because it's about to come out as well.
3: And w- and which film is this one? The
2: that one's called uh, Fucked Anthology. Oh,
3: that's right. Okay, yeah, we'll have to look out for that one too.
2: Yeah, it's it's just forewarning. It's it's very very extreme um, on a on a <laughs> level that can make you nauseated. So. <laughs>
3: More than American guinea pig. <laughs> um, it's,
2: it's, I would say it's on that level. Yeah.
3: Golly. I'll, I'll tell you uh, which one. I can't even remember which American guinea pig I watched, <laughs> but there was a scene in that. And I, I look for the most disturbing thing to watch. <laughs> like, I, I just like, I what too. can I, what can I watch? And then someone said American guinea pig. And it, it was one of them. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I watch it, and and I'll tell you the scene without going too far into it. But basically, a guy is in the bathroom, and he has a screwdriver, and he puts it down in a spot that I was like, I, mm-hmm. I could not, I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't finish the scene. Yeah, those films are. <laughs> I think that
2: they're Excuse like a special type of film. Like, there's there's so many genre like different genres in horror and you have like the ones that you see like normally you have the controversial ones that we all watch like ask on your grave or last house or something and then you have like the certain type of cinema that's like you know not a lot of people know about and then you have like the, the giallo and the supernatural and i think that's what's so good about horror you know like there's so many different possibilities of what you could create um i just recently watched one Called Cannibal. I want to say, I, and I may get this wrong. It's uh, Marion Dora, I believe. Is it? A, um, it's a
3: newer one because I think I've seen the cover for it.
2: it. It. I don't think it's new, but I just recently found out about it. It has like a guy in a bathtub with like blood, and there's like another guy behind him uh, with his hands on his shoulders.
3: Okay. I did not
2: get through that. I could not. I was so nauseated. I was so grossed <laughs> out. And I watched a lot. Like, uh, you know, but that it, it it's you kind of like as a filmmaker and you and you watch it and you're like, you know, like the technical aspect of things. You're just like, oh, like they did really good to the point that they're making me sick. You know, like I can watch <laughs> Necromantic and absolutely love it for the special effects because it was so realistic. And that's what this one kind of did. It was just ugh, a little too much for me.
3: Yeah. So, okay. Well, and we went through a. And well everybody went through that phase where it was just that year and they called it uh they called it um what was it like torture horror but like torture porn or something torture and it, it, it yeah like it, it was just you had Hostel, then you had well you had saw and then you had Hostel and all that stuff mm. and Hostel really if you look at those and then <laughs> then you go to like American guinea pig it has nothing on it man it's just like yeah. oh
2: I think that was the way of like Eli Roth saying like hey there's like there is a genre that that exists and I'm creating a mainstream film for yeah for everyone to kind of dabble into but not get <laughs> so
3: yeah, <laughs> I, I know he, he gets a lot of hate, but I, I I don't mind his movies. I don't and I don't hate the man, but I also can see why people don't like him. He does seem kind of an arrogant douche. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I respect
2: his work. Um, I, I, I respect the things that he likes. Like I like hearing him talk about other people's films rather than his own films. Yeah. Yeah, like with him, and that's and,
3: like, a rare thing too. People yeah. do that.
2: Yeah, like his show, like the History of Horror. Um, I just recently went back and watched that, and I enjoy, um, especially one of the bigger uh, inspirations to me with like Deadly Dealings was Anna Biller, and back when The Love Witch came out, I was like all about The Love Witch. I befriended Anna Biller on Facebook and talked to her a lot about the film, and she was talking to Eli Roth at the same time, which is just Oh, wow. Well. But um, just to hear and see what they were like pinpointing out in the film that I learned a lot from it and that I, I took that and applied it to my first feature, Deadly Dealings.
3: Hmm. Let's uh, I'm going to go to the chat real quick. It seems like it's filling up. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> wow, Adam. Uh, Amy said, Amy Crouchy, wow, Adam, the things you do for your art. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, life behind the suicide doors. Lonesome Lenny. How's it going, sir? Greetings from South Boston. Greetings, sir. <sighs> Carrie Yates. Oh, she said, good morning to Lenny. Uh, oh, Amy Crouchy. Aaron. Oh, yes. The American Guinea Pig series. Ouch. A Serbian film and the Poughkeepsie tapes. The Poughkeepsie tapes was freaking disturbing as hell. And I give those people props for that movie because that I, I I thought I saw it all with with disturbing shit like that. And it's kind of it kind of has that found footage element. Yeah. And I really enjoy. Have you ever seen it? I
2: got halfway through it and I turned it off. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> well you missed out no no i, I and mean, it, it, you know it, it did i i will give you this you i i, I will yeah it it it's freaky it's yeah. really freaky but i will say this i started watching i'm like i don't know and then uh, and then one day i was like why did you do that you know you're gonna have to watch it so i i sat myself down and i finished it so i don't blame you for watching halfway through because i started and i'm like i don't know about this you know but uh, actually, it's a really good, uh, really freaky movie. Yeah, anything really? like that, like you said, it's like if it could be real life, <laughs> freak you out, man. Let's see, uh, Carrie Yates just watched a documentary on Blood Splatter, <clears throat> and I understood it all, and it had the real crime scene pictures too. Yeah, those are uh, that's pretty crazy, man. That's, real.
2: If it has something real in it, like i'm okay not to see it but like yeah. if it's you know if it if it's fake like i like the the fun thing about it being fake is that you can sit there and wonder how they did it mm. rather than it like being real and then and it's kind of like oh that really happened to somebody like i don't want to more i don't want to wonder about that i don't want my mind to go down that path but like
1: when it's fake
2: and it's violent, like I, I can appreciate it because it's like, okay, I, I want to know how they did this, like from a technical side of things. So,
3: no, I understand that completely. I mean, if I know it's real, kind of like, it gets me a little queasy. I'm like, oh god, you know, uh, I, I can't really do it, man. I, it, I, you know what bothers me the most? And you'll laugh, but it's, it's not someone getting their head cut off or arm or anything. It's when I watch a movie and someone breaks something and you see the bone pop out. Oh yeah, that gets yeah. me every time, dude. Or their leg, and I'm like, oh my god! Like even it, you know, watching uh, USC fight. Sometimes I'm not real big into it, but the ones I saw where the guy <laughs> like his his legs not supposed to go that way. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that I could just feel that man. I I just can't do it. I'm like, yeah. oh my god! And I and and I've never. Knock on wood, you know, I've never broken a bone like that, but my God, I couldn't imagine, dude, the pain. I couldn't imagine. The one thing that
2: gets (laughs) me in film that, like, I can, I can take blood, I can take guts, I can take a lot, but I can't take a dummy. I don't like looking at them, and I absolutely Uh, really freak out when I see them. (laughs) Yes. The one thing that, like, I watched the film. That kind of got me a little bit over the phobia because it was just so hilarious. But like empty the vibrator, like <laughs> the dummy in that was hilarious. <laughs> so that was that was kind of like overcoming my fear. Yeah.
3: So <laughs> <laughs> I got a friend. Uh, uh, a friend. He doesn't like. He don't like. He doesn't like balloons, and it's because of it. Because okay. yeah, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying he just he does not i i guess well you, you know what for the time yeah if you look back at it now it's like oh okay and the, and the new the newer one they they really went home with the cgi stuff and it didn't really i i don't hate them for it i don't it's just yeah. man you could have made it a little bit like the old school one where they didn't really have that technology you know it was like more practical yeah yeah
2: you know. i agree I, I like the new it uh, versus the old it like
3: oh i do it. too
2: i appreciate it for um for the practical effects but like the new it they could have tamed it down with like the cgi uh because cgi doesn't freak me out at all like it yeah like, <laughs> it's like a video game to me um but um i like the kids a little bit more in the remake. For
3: me yeah no i i do too even though you know uh seth green was in the first one you know and i i like seth green he's pretty cool but um yeah the the kids seem more i don't know more realistic in the new one yeah. than the old one did yeah so sure. I, I i agree with you on that yeah let's see oh we got more comments here oh yeah carrie yates video nasties that I watched a documentary and they're talking about the video nasties and like they had that that was like some underground shit, man. (laughs) Like video nasties were my favorite. Uh, I love them. Isn't it ridiculous? Like over there, I think people like would get in trouble for having that. Like it was like very very taboo at that time.
2: Oh yeah, and uh by the by, the time I was like 13 years old, I had watched almost every video, Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked into the history of it. I loved it. I thought it was crazy that people were literally like raiding these like movie stores and people's homes to get these videos out. And I mean, you look at like New York Ripper, which is like one of my favorite films. Yes.
3: Of all time. Oh, man.
2: They escorted the film out with police out of
3: the country. That is nuts.
2: That's insane yeah.
3: to me. The New York Ripper. Yeah, that that one I I really like that one too. I, I that's Fresh one of my favorite nice. giallo ones. Mm. It's Love very it. cool. Uh Amy, oh, uh, Father Mahoney, I'm uh EP on Oh, okay, executive producer on Debbie Does Demons. Cool, dude. Good on you, sir.
2: Thank you Let's, for supporting the project.
3: Yeah. Oh, Father Mahoney, he's all over stuff like that, man. He's a very good supporter of indie. Let's see uh oh and Amy she commented on the broken bones <laughs> yes the new york Reaper and the duck yeah yeah that's a that's the funniest was, part but it's freaky too man i thought it was interesting they
2: literally took donald duck and created it into a horror film using donald duck like yeah that, that was interesting
3: oh man i'm trying to think of the other jello one i like and it oh had some um You could probably help me out with this one. It had something to do with the stage, and it had a a guy in an owl mask, or actually it was, I think it was a woman. ended up, but they had an owl head on. Stage Sprite. Stage Sprite? Was that? Yeah. And I thought it was very interesting because at the end, when they come in and you see all the dead bodies kind of put, and it looks like a nest. You know mm-hmm. he has like the dead bodies, and that's actually what owls do when they have babies. They they put like the carcasses around them, and I thought, wow, someone someone did some research.
2: Yeah, I love Jello. Like, I think one of my favorite ones would have to be Lizard in a Woman's Skin. Um, I don't know if you've seen that one. No, no. Uh, tell me about it. Total like mindfuck. Um, <laughs> like it's about like you know like you had the the swinging 60s and these movies were made kind of back then this was kind of like coming out of the 60s into the 70s and um and you know they always have the the women who are like absolutely stunning and the men are like so dashing looking in these films and it was just you i felt like i was watching like a classic hollywood film but at the same time i'm getting all the content of a horror film and um, it, was, it was interesting because it's about like a murder that happens next door. And um, it has one of my favorite actresses, Anita Strandberg, um, which I collect, I've collected all of her films. I absolutely love them. But um, she uh, gets murdered and not a spoiler alert or anything because that's what the film's about, but um, you watch a person murder her in their dream on an acid trip oh wow (laughs) you literally see like this massive like acid trip going on (laughs) but the whole film you're questioning yourself because it's a like uh Fulci did a mind bender on it because he was like how can you watch something and you see what's going on but at the same time you question what you saw Mm. and you don't believe what you saw and you're like expecting something different. And it, it's it's interesting to see. I've never seen another film do that. Um, so that one actually, like Lizard Woman's Skin, is one of the films that really inspired me to get into filmmaking um, just because of all the way he did the shots, the elaborate sets, the people were in like elaborate costumes. Um, and everyone's really crafted in it um so that's a huge inspiration to me lizard in
3: the woman's skin i'll definitely have to check that one out i don't think i ever heard of it, or i might have heard of it or seen it but i just need to sit down and watch that really do and i see uh and i'm looking in the background i wouldn't even pay attention to your background i see the love witch poster and uh prom night two, two. yeah and I have a
2: sorority house massacre win right in front of me that part two, <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> which uh, right. you know what it, it as wacky as it is, it's still fun. It's a fun yeah. movie man that, that with that guitar <laughs> not a lot of people like that one, and I'm like, why not it, it and it kind of has Slumber like party a Master? musical
4: yeah Slumber, yeah
2: Summer party massacre that's my favorite one in the summer party series, um which sorority House is the spinoff of that um in a weird way, but that that guitar i absolutely love it yes yeah how could you not like
3: that i know it has a drill on the end of it come on man (laughs) that thing was that's what i liked about it but then it has like a musical element to it too it's a weird musical element but it's still i i i think it doesn't get enough credit sometimes
2: no and it's another film that really inspires me as well like summer Party master 2 is one of my all-time favorite slashers um it's uh if you notice the color scheme in it i tried to put into my current film um i use the colors for my dreams and stuff but i also pull a lot from the films that i love um and i i literally immerse myself in films like i'll probably watch summer pretty master 2 at least once or twice a week
3: <laughs> so it's one of those one of your yeah go-tos. Guilty I get that. Yes, I, I get that, man. Let's see. Oh, uh, What did Linny say? Oh, uh, no, Carrie, I guess. Wow. Uh, she said she almost lost her leg right below the knee. Um, and then she said it's her... <laughs> my leg is full of metal. I call it Frankenstein. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's and it said it took me a year to walk again where is it oh okay it took me a year just to walk and managed to carry my last two babies wow good on you man uh, you know women are tougher than men i'll, I'll tell you that right because <laughs> yeah, i would be crying a like a little baby <laughs> they do godly and carrying kids at the same time couldn't do it no i i know i couldn't shit I would have wimped out a long time ago. <laughs> Let's, uh, nope. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Carrie. That's hilarious. I mean, that's, that's just crazy, man. I love the stories people share. <laughs> so, uh, what, what new films that have you, have you seen or anything that you've, uh, or, or looking forward to or anything like I, that?
2: Well, I'm looking forward to the new evil dead film. Um,
3: yes evil dead rise right yeah
2: um the evil dead is like one of my all-time favorite favorite horror films it's literally filmed like not far from where i'm at and uh, i actually have if you want me to show it yeah um wait it's right well it was right there well i have a piece of it somewhere i have a piece of the cabin in my room (laughs) <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so, um, where I went to go went to go see it, but um, I've been like a couple of times to uh, just like by the location. But um, it's it's the one film like when I was a kid, I literally watched The Evil Dead for the first time and Dawn of the Dead, which is my first zombie film back to back, and I had never seen a zombie film in my life. Wow! So it it messed with me a little bit, but it was. <laughs>
3: those i watch those at least once a week man <laughs> love them oh uh, you know what i would speaking of i and i i like i said i keep up with everybody and i i guess i follow you because all your stuff <laughs> pops up in my feed and I, I saw that oh there it is what is that that's a piece of it right
2: yeah it's a piece of the cabin oh nice
3: <laughs> Uh, and I, I I got the uh the cover for it. Uh, the the Invisible Maniac. Yeah, Mike, you oh, want to pull up that picture in case people don't know what I'm talking about. The Im- <laughs> how
2: did you not love it? It has it, it is nuts. Go ahead. So much, and it. it has more. <laughs> it has Savannah. It has Debbie. In it. Like, um, so much talent in that movie, and it's hilarious.
3: It 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 is in the beginning i i remember me and my me and my buddy we, when we when there was video stores uh we went and we rented this and we laughed rolling on the floor from that first scene when the scientist freaks out <laughs> when he's escaping and you hear dogs but you don't see one damn dog chasing him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it, it is it, it it's hilarious it, it's it's a fun movie and not a lot of people post about that and when i saw you post about that i'm like oh shit, i hadn't seen that in forever
2: it needs a blu-ray release come on it does. Syndrome, screen factory Make it
3: someone geez yeah, yeah. Why, why are we leaving this gym <laughs> why are we leaving it in the in the basement here
2: and i love savannah and she's so yeah awesome so it's just sad what happened to her but you know.
3: it it it's just one of those campy freaking horror movies, but it, it is worth watching. not a lot of people talk about it. So I appreciate when you ever, you're like, I'm going to watch this or, you know, first time watching this. And then of course, to, I, go I ahead. I am
2: trying to go back and watch all the Melissa Moore films because I love Melissa Moore. Um, she's one of my favorite screen points.
3: Yeah. The, man, I'm trying to think of what else she's been in. She's sure, been yeah, in a, a lot.
2: Too, Scream dream. Samurai Cop, Samurai Cop 2, Storm Swept, Oh, uh, wow. Uh, she was in.
3: Oh, was Storm Swept. Okay. Yeah. I saw that one not too long ago.
2: Mm-hmm. I was
3: going through Amazon. And see, that's why I like kind of having Amazon because I go through their library and I'll be like, I never heard of this. Let me check this out. But you were going, I'm sorry, you were going to hit on
2: other things. I'm I guess she's you. been in. You were saying that, um, uh that was the one that like you all rented in the video store. There was funny story when I was a kid, the one movie that I always wanted to rent was cannibal hookers. And I was never allowed to rent that movie as a kid. And, um, I grew up to be in the, the remake.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> saw that. I, I saw that as part of your credits there or your IMDB. Yeah, I saw that. So the remake is that, and that's already out.
2: It's already out through Culture Shock releasing. Um, okay. You can also grab it off vinegar syndrome.
3: Oh awesome. Yeah. Cannibal um, Hookers and then there's a you know and Tubi grabs up a lot of this stuff too. Yeah, like I, I'm awesome. surprised.
2: The thing about Campbell Hookers was that was the one film that I networked more than any other film and I met Jessa Flux on that um, on that set and Uh, Casper, and um, I hope I said her name right, Cassia. Um, but me and uh, went on to film a movie called Reunion from Hell, and then we Mm -hmm. did Shark Exorcist 2, Bigfoot Exorcist, Deadly Dealings, Now Debbie Does Demons, and Curse of the Weirdo together. Oh, wow. And Steve McGill also was in most of the films as well. I work a lot with him as well, and uh, I casted him and David Dillings, and I thought he did such a great job. He was the one who played the brother. Oh, okay. He was the Cheryl, is what I like to call him, uh, of the film. And well,
3: and I thought that was cool. I think that's cool, too, man, that you, you that you work with people that you, you get along with, and then you just end up in other films together. So that's, that's real nice. I, li- I like that.
2: Yeah, it's it's like a one big family, you know, like you don't see each other for like months and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, you know, hey, what's up? So, <laughs> it's like the one thing I want to take from that when like down the road is just like I can look back and say like, hey, like we had like a relationship like as a, you know, like friends, like I made these friends and I work with them on several projects. Um, I don't feel like a lot of people can necessarily say that they work with the same people over and over again. Because they always want to change the cast. But somehow, I always wind up
4: working
2: with the same people. And I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, I really, really
3: appreciated it. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, I, I know I was talking with uh, Michael McGlynn on Monday about about uh independent film scene uh like the crowdfunding scene it seems to be coming back it seems to be a lot of good projects coming in um you know uh i, I can't say it enough and i i contributed morgan morgan wellborn's been nothing but awesome to this network and he's always in the chats but yeah he has his uh, kickstarter for Hellfire on the run and then um yeah and and i mean everybody's got some good projects coming out and of course finishing funds or uh post-production funds and it seems like it's getting back to what it was and i i know you you know exactly i i'm i'm not gonna go too far into it because i've it. it's been done to death <laughs> I, i'm telling you but i you know a lot of the the thing that i i did whenever i did my solo show when i was pissed off <laughs> I, and what i basically wanted to get across only came across to people that actually listened and there were some people that took it as an attack and then didn't really listen to what i was saying and didn't take that message of show your work and do better. And you know what I mean? And a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people, the uh, two individuals in, in particular, they uh, they took that as a, oh, well, he's just attacking me. And I'm like, well, I'm yeah, kind of because you're being an asshole, but also do better, like show, exactly. show what what's going to happen. And that's what I love about, uh, you know, what you're doing and what everybody else that I've talked to is doing. They show like what they're doing. They show like set yeah. photos. They show, hey, this is, you know, I, I went back on your uh, Facebook page and I saw whenever you're doing deadly dealings, you were showing like, hey, this is, you know, some set photos and everything. That's what people want to see, especially yeah. if they're going to be behind you or any kind of uh, backing.
2: I think it's really, really super important um, to promote your cast and promote your crew, um, not just for in the moment of crowdfunding. But Mm
4: -hmm.
2: like 30 years on the road and, you know, you want your film to become a classic or you want it to become something more. uh, Because I think that these films that we're making in the indie industry is going to be bigger than the one that's coming out in Hollywood. Because we're making exactly what fans want. They're getting involved. They have their names involved. And the thing about that is, is that I wanted to make sure that all of my cast, all of my crew was promoted with what they were doing. Um, because I've had that experience. Uh, I know we've talked a little bit about it. Um, the my credit was taken away. Like nothing was ever said about what I did, you know? And um, I got a giant fuck you uh, after the film was done. And I put a whole movie together in two days. I got the locations, I got um, the cast, I uh, yeah. helped rewrite scenes, and I got the lighting, the cinematographer, the editor, the everything. And um, two days and um and when you don't you know you should be celebrating your cast you should Mm -hmm. be celebrating your crew for their hard work and their time and their effort and to help your vision come to life don't make it about you don't make it a glamour project Mm -hmm. celebrate it and and your film will go so much further than what you could ever imagine exactly and if you do something wrong, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Apologize. Just apologize. And um, I'm not perfect by any means, but um, I, I'm very thankful um, for what, you know, all the people who got involved with daily dealings. Because, I've you know, with one person in pre-production, like, I wanted to be everything I could. I spent 100 hours a week for over half a year mm. um, doing pre-production. I got sick to the point that i thought i was going to stroke out but um you know it i wouldn't have it any other way to bring an audience something that they would love to have and be a part of and i'm not going to make it anything less i'm not going to half-ass it i'm going to bring exactly what you deserve to the project for giving and if you give five dollars it means the world like uh, there are some people who just gave like five or ten dollars and i'm just like over here just like thinking them so hardcore and keeping them up to date and it's good to do that um because not only does it bring the supporters in but you create these aside from the crowdfunding you create these relationships with the people who's supporting you and you become friends and you network yeah Um, that's what it's all about
3: no that's what 100 it's about and that's that's the thing you know like you said um whenever i I see someone do that whenever I see someone you know uh lift up their the cast and lift up people that are just you know part of the project and then also thanking people, yeah, it's just five dollars but you know it, there's a real world out here and and like you said in 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 that video that I watched, you're like, we're not Hollywood, you know we 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 take care of each other out here, yeah, but that also shows like you know that someone went out at seven in the morning to go work their ass off and they're like, hey, I'm willing to give this person, you know, five, ten dollars, maybe even, you know, uh, you know, 50 or whatever. But that takes a lot to get that and, and out in this crazy world we're in. Exactly. But whenever you see whenever you see people um, that, you know, don't have that mindset of knowing that you know, the, someone watching is working hard for that money and they're acting a certain way, it's going to turn them off. Mm -hmm. It'll turn them off. Like, why am I going to give my money to this? Especially after seeing all the stuff that was going on,
4: Yeah. you
3: know? And, and I I don't know. I'm just, like you said, we got to take care of each other. And there's a lot of people that use this as either a vanity thing or they use it and they are you know uh abusers of some sort and they don't need to be in this community they n- they just need to go away
2: i agree and the thing about the whole vanity thing is it's like you can tell when somebody has a vanity project and you're caught on camera forever and yeah. it's coming off hardcore and <laughs> it's not, like it's not really. but you know for crowdfunding
1: one of the things that
2: i like to do and i did this with people who truly didn't have the money to to give to the project and they wanted to support the project is i will give you a credit if you promote my film yeah so you know there's there's ways just besides giving money that you can get involved in um helping crowdfund i still call it crowdfunding because you're still getting something out of it you're getting the promotion and the sharing and the love for it so i still consider that crowdfunding um because i'm getting a promotion out of it and they're getting a credit and i'm thankful for it and it doesn't have to always be about money
3: yeah no and i i understand yeah it does take money to make to make a film and and if you're asking for a certain amount you know, okay, I can get it done for this amount. And then it exceeds your expectations. That's just, that's just, you know, icing on the cake, but don't take it as, oh, well, I was going for five grand and people really got behind it. So now it's 10 grand. So now I'm going to, I'm going to go for 20 and then 25. And then 30. it's like, you just yeah. said that you could do your vision for this amount. And then all of a sudden you go in demand and now you're asking for, you know, More. buku dollars and it's like, well, come so, on, man. <laughs> with
2: with Deadly Dealings, what I did is completely reversed on that. Um, we only brought in thirty seven hundred dollars for Deadly Dealings, which I'm so thankful
3: for. Well, it's it helped. impressive.
2: I spent forty grand and I worked my ass off in overtime. Not to not, you know, I did it for myself. But also I worked my ass off so I could impress the people who gave and press the people who really thought and believed into this project. So that was me giving back to them. And they, they, you know, and and I say that because it's like, you know, we, we, we always want to like raise our money, hit our goal, you know, but in reality, these films this is our vision and we need supporters but if you want to create your vision you need to work your ass off to get to that goal and then as people give like if it if it takes taking out a loan or two then take that money that you you know show people what you're making and then go back and take the money that is raised to pay off that loan you know what i'm saying like yeah That it takes to make it and you know pay off the rest of it but we're here to impress the people in the community not just make a film to get it out there we want to create something unique and something different something that hollywood is not doing and you know they don't do the practical effects they don't do that we we like to do that and it takes a lot of money like if you're thinking just practical effects like and you want to do like say four or five good kill scenes and you want to have top notch. Effects super bloody, you're looking at probably at least anywhere between two, and I've seen it all the way up to in some cases about eight grand. Yeah, and then you got to think you got to pay your actors daily. And you know, if you pay it somebody a hundred to a hundred dollars to 200 to 250 a day, depending on you know who you want, what their rate is, how many days are they going to be shooting? And then it's like you know get those actors involved they have a following let their fo- let their followers get involved with your project and go out more for your project yourself and then as you do that then show people what you're made out of show people what you can bring to the scene and that's where it starts rolling in that's what i've seen on deadly dealing so far um, people are seeing what i what we well not I created but what we all created and yeah. that now they're all there's. I still have people like, can I still get money to this? Can I like buy it? And, and I'm like, sure, go ahead. Like, the film's yeah. already done, but you know, yeah. sure. Let's do it. <laughs> so just to you know, and to me, that's important. That's one of the most important mindsets that you can have for crowdfunding or indie film.
3: Well 100%. said. Well said. I'm gonna right. go to the chat real quick. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, Amy, uh, Aaron, your solo show was awesome. Thank you for that. It needed to be done. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. Um, Vestron Vulture. I guess uh, someone said yeah. something about his mu- uh, the music that they did for Deadly. And that was going to be one of my questions, too. Who did the, the soundtrack. I saw the soundtracks on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Vestron Vulture. I saw his work i had heard of restaurant vulture prior to to indie filmmaking and i never like the music was amazing but i never thought that they did film and and i saw slash lorette party i don't know if you've heard of that one yes i I saw it
3: yeah (laughs) um
2: he did all the music for slash lorette party Oh, and as soon as like i watched slash lorette party i was like i gotta have best John vulture like there was nobody else <laughs> nobody gotta have them so sure sure enough like i gave him um I, I talked to him and um he was 100 down like he was really impressed with the color scheme and the visual aspect to match it with music
3: mm. and
2: um that was really fun for him and he really enjoyed that and I can't be happier with the soundtrack. Like it's amazing.
3: Uh, it it no, I I really enjoyed the the soundtrack on that film. I thought it was very well done. I mean, not like I told you, man. Everything just kind of melded together, just just perfect. And I know you worked hard for that. And I wanted to tell you that because I I really did enjoy the film. Let's yeah, see. Man. Uh oh, Lenny's letting the dogs out again. <laughs> Thanks, Lenny. I know you'll watch this later, bud. Um. Let's see. Oh, Carrie Yates. I call it family funding as someone has a lot of faith in you to invest in your project and you should not piss off your family. I would agree. I would, I would agree with that. I mean, that's yeah. not, that's not a bad way to look at it. Actually, it's more than family. Cause I, I I've been doing podcasting for three years and I don't think any of my family's really listening. <laughs> <anything
4: I've
2: done. laughs> Mine don't like to watch my movies. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like,
3: <clears throat> it's always funny because even even comedians when they tell their story they're like yeah and everybody's like man you must be hilarious to your family I'm like no they're just <laughs> like they're just used to me i guess and that that's pretty much how i feel like i i think they caught a couple of them uh well my my middle brother uh he was in here earlier let's see uh father mahoney we need more people like adam thank you there's a nod to you sir um let's see oh look at horror abel and sacred vision updating backers frequently yes horror able. and that, uh, th- about that yeah horror able, that that was real fun talking to her i really yeah. i really enjoy talking to i i, I don't want to butcher her name i did on the show <laughs> she's gonna be like I'm, Sana I'm Bria. Yeah, Santa Bria. what's up
2: yeah. i'm just glad that somebody's doing what she's doing it's it's amazing
3: yeah, I, I I agree with it. I, I think it's going to be a very uh, cool uh, documentary type of uh, film. Sacred Vision, I know that's about. Oh, man, I can't remember what it's about. I know she was. Uh, I guess they were on um, Angel Show. That's right. Yeah. Sacred Vision but um yeah i mean that's that's what they need that's what we need we need some people to do that and you know not people doing crazy stuff and and threatening to sue people you know that's another thing i want to bring up you know if if steven spielberg and all these other famous directors went and sued everybody that trashed their projects they wouldn't have time to make any movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I was I, recently I, threatened just for putting a review out. Like what uh, the what is with people? I, I could you know what I I laugh at myself. I, I'm serious. Like I if I get a horrible review, I, I will be like, Wow, well, thanks for the view for one. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, like if someone's like, this guy's full of shit or something, I'll be I'll laugh. I'm not gonna be that's it. You know, like kind of like uh, Jay and Silent Bob flying around punching people in the face because they didn't like it. You've got to have thick skin in this
4: business.
2: You have you to. Have thick skin, you don't
3: need
4: to be
2: in it. You don't uh, need to be uh, films.
3: I'm sorry. Not everybody's going to agree with your type of film, with your podcast, with your music. I'm sorry. Don't get mad and don't threaten to sue everybody. Jesus. I hate that. I just. <laughs>
2: If you are threatening to sue someone, then you need to leave, point blank. Well, we don't have to.
3: <laughs> what's the point? What are you gonna do in court? This guy—he didn't that. like my crowdfunding, and the judge is gonna be like, "Why are we wasting time on this?" <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: what's the deal here? And you gotta remember <laughs> the whole defamation thing that was going on.
3: Oh God! You know, don't nobody get
2: can
4: that, get you for defamation.
2: No. If it's if it's true. But, yeah, I know.
3: Yeah. well it's not even that man it's like why even bother exactly. like why even bother i know who i am and I know what i do if someone you know was calling me names or something which did happen and it wasn't true i could go after it but why why am i gonna waste my time and energy exactly. and that was that was another thing about the 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 thing i did was why are you doing all that do do something creative what are you doing like you're just <laughs> like go use that energy to create something stop trying exactly. to battle the world it'll just drive you nuts yeah, i just don't you know, understand i learned that uh
2: um <laughs> and and i will I'll, I'll say this like um there was a point where people were making fun of me for being overweight and you know like this thing about it was is i had a um i have a liver disease and i'm mm-hmm. not under control now but it literally made my body swell up and people were just like oh you're fat you're you know you're fat you're fat you're right and people were like trying to like you know put me down and i'm just like you know what so what if i was big so what like am i going to sit yeah. there and say like you know no i'm not going to put any time or effort into it i mean there are plenty of big people who who like i love and support like i mean look at you know like Ann Nicole smith like wonderful
3: person oh, like, man
2: gorgeous overweight but just gorgeous and loved by so many people so so what if someone thinks I'm fat oh well
3: I, I i it makes me sad dude cuz i i go back and i was on a kick for a while i was watching old howard stern oh, and wow. uh and her. with her on it and i was like man anna was just i felt so bad for her man she was just falling apart Right in she, front of everybody, you know? Yeah. But that must be a lot on someone, you know? Yeah, I, I, I mean, think.
2: She's one of my biggest inspirations. And, like, I have to pull this out now. Because we're talking yeah, about go about
3: ahead, it. man. <laughs> what do you got? But, like,
2: <laughs> the autograph. Oh, wow. So, gotta That's love awesome. it. I'm going to leave that out. Sorry. But you gotta love Anna. <laughs> if you don't love Anna she's an inspiration. Like, you know she she's who i would want to be as a person like entertainment like that that personality um just to embrace it all who yeah. cares you know so like i think that's a really good outlook to have so, rest rest her soul, so
3: <laughs> yeah I, I i really did um i really did feel bad for her though at the end of everything and yeah. and all the stuff she had to go through but yeah. I mean, that that seems that seems to happen a lot to some, you know, cool people or people that just um, didn't have that thick skin, you know, like they just let it all get to them.
2: Yeah. Or, you know, especially like I think during that time, it was a lot of it had to do with the media. You know, like you look at like Britney Spears today, you know, like what she yeah. was dealing with back in the day. People I, I recently watched like a 20 minute video of people just talking straight horrible shit about Rudy Spears. like they, there was a south park what? episode where she like blows her head off oh my god
3: i'm just <laughs> those like those guys are crazy
2: you know aside from them being like a hollywood figure yeah they're a person with feelings just like everybody else and they need to be respected to a level um especially when their whole life is like that blast you know but um I think in the indie community it's 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 nowhere near that level, but I feel like you've gotta have thick skin, you've got to be able to mm-hmm. let shit go um not everybody's gonna like your film, nobody not everybody's gonna like your acting um and you've just got to learn to be you in yeah the scene
3: so. You are 100% correct, man. I mean, that's 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 how you have to take it. You just yeah. really do. Yeah. I mean, it it sucks. And yeah, we're human. We got feelings. And yeah, I get mad and I get upset or whatever, but then on at the end of the day, what's it going to do trying to, you know, talk smack online or or, you know, uh, threaten to sue someone or so. How's that going to help anything? It's just not. It it, it, it move forward. You know, that's a that's a thing about some people that I think are really cool and that I've looked up to with the haters, you know, always do their stuff. And then they say, oh, I, I needed that. And that yeah. makes me want to try harder, you know, it's and I nice. take that. It, it makes me want to, okay, all right, let's see. Let's see what you uh, I'm going to give you a little bit more and I'll give you a little bit more after that. And I can only... You can only get better after so long of doing something.
2: Yeah. I was absolutely tormented all throughout grade school, high school, absolutely tormented, abused. Anything you can think of was done. To wow. me. And instead of getting upset, like some people internalize that, but what I did was I let it fuel me and, and, I've had people come up to me now and they're like, oh, like, you work in film, like, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, it's like, you know, I'll let your hate fuel me. (laughs) It's the best feeling in the world (laughs) to say that to somebody. And, um, you know, people ask me, like, how you do it? And I'm just like, well, you know what, that's for you to figure out. And when it's when it comes to, like, um, the haters coming back in my life nowadays, but, like, also I've had people who like absolutely just tormented me and they come back and they're say, I'm sorry. And they yeah. generally are sorry. And they're not like trying to do anything with film. They're just like, I'm sorry for treating you like shit. But um, I always say, let the hate fuel you. So same thing with like filmmakers. When you get that hate, let it fuel the shit out of you and just like go hardcore with it.
3: Yeah. And, uh, use creative. it. Yeah. Use, use it. Let's see. Uh, we'll go to the chat again here. Morgan Wellborn drinks all the haterade. <laughs> Drink that haterade, bro. Use it. Oh, my God. That's funny. Uh, Aaron, I'll be at your 56th birthday. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know I'm too old to be doing this, Rob. I was told. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Oh, uh, Steve Merlot. Oh, okay. He's in the chat. How's it going, Steve. He said, how is everyone tonight? Well, we're doing good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Sawyer Messager.
2: I'm excited about that. I can't wait to see it.
3: Yeah. It's, uh, I, I keep saying it's going to beat the crap out of uh, Texas Chainsaw uh, on Netflix. And I, I, I watched it twice <laughs> and you're like, why would you watch it twice? Uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I, maybe, you know, I, I don't know about you. Sometimes I miss things. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'll be like, oh, shit. Let me watch it again. Because I people have in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I had to watch it again. And I'm like, uh, I, I." what really got me was the story. It was like, that's not Leatherface. He didn't live in an orphanage. What are y'all doing in yeah. a shit town? And, you know, I don't know. It was just
2: one of the things i want to point out is like yeah you know you have so many like sequels to some of these franchises and they kind of like lose a little bit like with every sequel like you lose a little bit more of it but then you have like these indie people who can and they do fan films and they give you exactly what you want and i think steve merlot is doing that for yeah. the texas chainsaw master fans because i love tex- like i'm not gonna lie the one with like you know, Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zelda. That's not <laughs> <laughs> like um, um, but I think when you when you when you get a film, a fin, especially like a fan film where they're where they're doing it because of the passion of like the characters, the story and yeah. what they want to do with it, you're doing you're you're bringing exactly what people want to see. And to me, it's not a fan film at that point. It's a part of the the franchise because everybody's going to go to that they're going to watch they're going to love it and then they're going to see this netflix film that didn't mm-hmm. do much like it's not some people like it some people hate it but it it's definitely not the best one but um they're going to blow it out of the water yeah and, you know it's i'm excited to see what they do with that
3: i uh, i think everybody is i mean there was a lot of people that backed that so i i and yeah. uh, and again you know updates and (laughs) you know then that's something he did yeah but you can't fault him for that man you really can't i mean that's that's kind of what you need to do let's see oh uh (laughs) bulgaria chainsaw i am down for that (laughs) (laughs) i watch it twice too to see if i missed anything that might that might make me like it more (laughs) morgan said did it work he goes i'm really amazed let's see Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, shit. I almost did a Michael J. Let's see. No, it did not. <laughs> did it work? Nope.
2: I think the only satisfying thing out of the whole film is the best scene. I just really like that best scene.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: So I that watched it. No time for that best scene.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was shit. I mean, they. That, it's not a total heap of shit. I mean, that, that they did use some practical stuff in it. It's just a story behind it. Story and yeah, it was. But yeah, the bus scene was pretty fucking kick-ass. <laughs> Let's say that. The gore was um, when, pretty on spot. One
2: of the things that I think um, is important when you're making a film is you give your story, like your your character's background. you You give them something like... I've been seeing this trend a lot lately. Um, I watched a movie called The Rental last night. Um, it's on Netflix. Hmm. And sure enough, had a but like, it's another high nightmare, it. like, it's pretty good. <laughs> but like, you know, like now you see a lot of films that come out and specifically in the rental was they go to like, basically like an Airbnb and oh, immediately okay. there's like these, um, there's like these heated, like, discussions going between like the person who owns the Airbnb and then like your main cast and they they just always butt heads. And like in a lot of these films that's coming out, like everyone's butting heads. And I'm seeing this be a trend lately. Like nobody can get along. But like (laughs) I wish that they wouldn't normalize that. I wish that they would actually show people like getting along. And that's kind of like, you know, with what my, in my film, I didn't let anyone butt heads because I'm so tired of seeing that. But like, um, to you know, when you when you show somebody and they can become likable because in the new Texas Chainsaw, the cast was just so like I hated everybody. Wow, <laughs> like I just hated everybody in the new <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and and they are just so hated, and you just want them to die. But you know, for a film to be really effective, if you make them likable and you don't have everybody button heads all the time and like you start caring for all these people when they die you're gonna get a better reaction out of it Hmm. that's that's my opinion on it because i was sitting here thinking about that today for like the longest time like why is everybody making movies where their where their cast is hated so bad you know like and i'm not saying like an indie but like a lot of it hollywood i feel like mm. trying to do like those nods to uh cliches and things like that but um that's just one of my things i just hate when i see a movie where somebody's butt heads all the time
3: yeah and no one kind of works together or anything and yeah yeah i get i get what you're saying yeah then it does get annoying and yeah you didn't i can't think of it <laughs> now that you mentioned it, i can't think of any character i liked on that movie <laughs> no the very I didn't like the, the ex-soldier. The scene, so <laughs> What's that?
2: The end scene, like, I'm not going to say it in case anybody has seen it, but you know what I'm talking about? The car scene. and Texas Oh, yes. And stuff. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. I was so happy <laughs> because I hated this cast so bad. <laughs>
3: that was that that was a just a cherry on top wasn't it (laughs) it (laughs) was like because i was like ah damn it and then oh cool (laughs) let's see uh steve i hope i was able to make likable characters in my film it's something i second guess a lot oh amen yeah you're that's the thing you're your own worst critic you know i i think that's true with anybody that Really likes creating things, so no, I think you probably did a fantastic job. Can't wait to see it, man. Yeah,
2: really excited uh, about it.
3: Well, man, I man, we've been going over an hour here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, was there anything else you wanted to mention uh, uh, about anything? You want to plug anything? You want to shout out anybody?
2: Well, um, Amy wanted me to say something today on the show because okay. she was really passionate. She actually. talked over the phone today and she's like please say it please say it so I'm just going to say it okay Um, with the upcoming film Deadly Dealings um, with uh, do you remember the scene the one on one therapy scene where there was writing um, Mm -hmm. like like she read her journal yeah Um, that was actually um, I wrote that out of a dream at like three or four o'clock in the morning half asleep like I literally just jotted it down real quick and that was a dream that I had,
4: <laughs> oh. and
2: um, so I do a lot of I take like a lot of personal writings um, from uh, from my life, and and when I do a, another film again, uh, which I have one I'm planning for 2023, um, I like to take those personal dreams or personal writings, and I like to incorporate them. Um, one of the things that um, i was doing was in one of the writings uh i was out in a field called tranquility ridge and um it was turning night there's no street lights it's out in the country. i live in, I live in tennessee so east tennessee at that and uh, you have the mountains the moon and everything and um i uh um was sitting there and all of a sudden one firefly came up over a million fireflies came up out of the ground after that and i was in like a nesting ground for these fireflies and like it was like the most magical experience i ever had so i would go up there and i would ride a lot and um i would just sit there all night until morning and um waiting for not to fall which is you know straight from deadly dealings but um she wanted me to mention that she was really really hoping that I would say something about that. So <laughs> I wanna give a shout out to all the people who gave uh, to the project. I'm so thankful for everyone. I'm thankful for um, Steve McGill uh, for um, being there for me and being with me on this whole this whole adventure and journey. And uh, Dixie Gares and Roman Jossart. Roman did a excellent job editing that film and um, Studio 605. Uh, shit house productions. um, They did the video in the film at the very first that I was watching. Okay, they they did uh, curse of the weird air. And um, I just want to give a shout out to everyone. um, And Ronnie Jonah for being such an excellent lead and bringing my story to life. So thank you everyone for really making my dreams come true.
3: Awesome. No, definitely, uh, whenever it dro- uh, when it when is it releasing, Adam?
2: Um, right now, um, I sent it to the distributors the other day. Um, okay. I can't say who yet, but I, um, I will say that their, um, their releases so far have been, like, my favorite, like, that I've seen come out. And uh, um, I know one of, there's, there's two owners, and uh, one owner watched it, loved it. And so now I'm just waiting on the other owner to see what they say. So I'm, like, anxious and... <laughs> Uh. so really excited to see what they say hopefully i'll hear something back in the next day or so
3: cool well we'll definitely keep up with you man and and uh yeah uh, anybody listening to this or watching this yes definitely check out deadly dealings uh and all the other awesome projects are going to be coming out that adam is involved with uh i do want to thank you for coming on the show man and you're welcome back anytime you want to just come and uh you know talk to me or we'll just kind of bs a little bit you're more than welcome to thank you so much for having me yeah no uh, my pleasure so uh everybody uh stay tuned like i said follow adam see what he's up to we'll be sharing uh links and uh we'll see you on the next uh episode